Welcome to the podcast, everybody. This is Sex and Other Human Activities with me, Sarah Benincasa, and my partner in radio crime, Mr. Marcus Parks. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing quite well. I'm so excited to kick off this show. Finally, we've been talking about it, and and, and now it's a reality, and this is so cool. A podcast. Marcus, a podcast. It's my favorite new medium. So here's the deal with sex and other human activities. Uh, Each week, we start with one aspect of sex, a bit of a how-to. Sometimes we'll have guests in who are real good at it. Uh, You know, for example, one week we'll talk about butt sex. Now, I personally don't enjoy the butt sex, so we'll have somebody in who does, and and we'll talk about that. You know, we'll ask questions, throw it back and forth, talk about techniques and things like that. Um, And then the second half of each episode is about one other human activity. Wonderful. So this week, uh, to start off, I'm figuring, you know, this is the, the first show. I like things with the number one. <laughs> I like to, <laughs> a little bit of a numerological sort of perspective. So uh, I'm thinking that we're going to talk about uh, sex for one and dining for one. Sounds good to me. Because here's the thing. Solo sex and solo dining. And I mean dining out at a restaurant with waiters by yourself. Both activities somewhat maligned, somewhat fear-inducing. There are, I have talked to several women who have said, ew, I don't do that, about one or the other. What? And I'm sure there's folks who don't do both. I'm sure there's also men who will not do one. You know, I was talking to to Nick Turner, and Nick Turner said, uh, comedian Nick Turner said, you know, if I'm going to eat by myself, uh, I'm not going to have a waiter. And I said, really? And he's like, no, no, I won't eat in a place where there's waiter service by myself. So I think he's talking more like you go out for a slice of pizza by yourself. That's fine. But sitting down and having the whole experience of the meal being brought to you and the tipping and the such, he's not into that. And there are a ton of people with him. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into that. I'd say a majority of people. Absolutely. Most people hate it. I love it. I love it. I love eating out by myself. I wish I could eat myself out, but I can't. So instead, <laughs> I just jack myself off. So we will get to the solo dining portion. Let's start with solo sex. Do you remember the first time you ever masturbated? Uh, I remember the first time I ever came. Really? Mm-hmm. Me oh, too. Yeah. 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 No, I, I can't say that uh, that's probably not the first time that I ever masturbated, but I was always down with that sort of thing. I, my fir- This is, seriously, this is my first memory. Uh, was my family was watching uh, Pinocchio in the living room. <laughs> I'm already excited. Was it the big donkey ears on the Island of Lost Boys, or was it when his nose would grow? <laughs> Which did it for you? Was it Geppetto? Was it an old Italian unmarried bachelor? Well, Pinocchio was purely coincidental. Okay. Uh, but uh, I remember... Um, running around the house everyone was so intent on pinocchio uh and i decided to use the time to get completely naked mm-hmm. and run around the house while still staying hidden was this during or after college <laughs> <laughs> how old were you uh i'd say like three. Oh god you were real little four. the first time you came was no 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 my <laughs> first memory oh you know? your first memory <laughs> No, no, no. The first memory that I have that's somewhat, uh, I guess, sexual. Right, right. Running around naked. Yeah. Uh, The first time I remember, uh, the first time I came, uh, it was in the bathroom. I was sitting on the toilet. My brother, I had two older brothers, so they always talked about it with their friends. Oh, yeah, you know, jerking off and all that. Uh, And uh, decided to try it with a penthouse forum. 
Okay. Uh, and you were uh, reading. I was reading. Yes. Oh, an intellectual jack off. Yes. yes. All right. I, I like that I was, theater uh, of the mind. <laughs> Much like radio. Much like radio. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was awesome. How and then, old? How old were you? Like eleven, probably. Okay, that's somewhere more normal around than, there. Then, because I was, th- I was like, this. No way. Did you, are your balls even drop by the time you're three? <laughs> like, I just need to go back to college to to learn about this shit. <laughs> this is very very important. And was that the first time you came? Yes. Okay. Well, I I remember the first time I came because I was eight years old. About. And I remember that because of the house we were living in. We were living on a house on Madison Avenue in Flemington, New Jersey, which is very different from Madison Avenue in New York City. (laughs) Um, And I remember I was rubbing myself with either my... See, I have a series of, of stuffed animals. Mary, my stuffed animal, I, I would, I've never masturbated with Mary. Never would. She's a musical giraffe. Had her since I was two weeks old. Still sleep with her every night. No way would I ever masturbate with Mary. Oatmeal, my teddy bear, <laughs> who I eventually left in a hotel room at, at the, uh, the, in the Omni Hotel in Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, I'm still upset about it. Uh, oatmeal, I think I did masturbate with once or twice. Yeah. Oatmeal was my starter drug. <laughs> and then there was my Cabbage Patch doll, Beth, who was purchased for me when I was three years old upon the day that my brother was born because I didn't want a little brother. I wanted a Cabbage Patch doll. Of course. So I definitely fucked the shit out of Beth over the years. (laughs) Like she fucking took it and took it and took it. And she had an Audi, an Audi belly button, Uh which was an awesome kind of nubbin for for my youthful clit. (laughs) And she had hair made of yarn, which is also great. So there was a lot. There was also a redhead. I forget what her name was, but mostly I fucked my Cabbage Patch dolls. However, this being the very first time I ever came, I do believe it was oatmeal. I think I was just sort of like, this is interesting. What's mm-hmm. all this about? Doing it, doing it. I remember I had an orgasm. It felt amazing. And uh, the first thing I felt was, whoa, this is awesome. The second thing I felt was terror. Yeah. Because I thought, oh, my God, what am I doing? Did I break my pussy? Well, my my, my gina or whatever I called it. My jenga. Yeah. Um, and my number one fear was, what if this never stops? What if this feeling never stops and my parents can see on my face somehow that I'm having this feeling and that I am having, you know, that I've touched myself. Yes. That was terrifying to me. So I got up and I had this uh, hardwood floor, no carpeting. I got up and I stamped my feet. I stood in place and I stamped my feet repeatedly, <laughs> like trying to just march, march the orgasm right out of me, you know. And for uh, for years after that, I felt so guilty. I, I kept masturbating, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I felt guilty because I thought, oh, my God, you know, this is bad. And then, of course, later I learned that uh, that in the church, they, they teach you, Catholic church, they teach you that masturbation is a sin, which is ridiculous. Because let's, let's get into this first. For everybody who's listening who actually uh, has never masturbated before for religious reasons. And I know you exist because I, I talk to you on the radio show that I used to have on satellite radio and I've gotten emails from you so I know that you're there. So in the Bible there's a passage about Onan mm-hmm. and uh, I believe God had instructed him to stoop somebody and get them pregnant. Uh, his, uh, I believe it was his, his dead brother's wife. So I think back in the day, that's the way it went. Your your brother died. You took on the role of husband. It was all about keeping on keeping the clan going. You married the woman. So he didn't want to. So I guess he was doing her, you know, just giving it to her, and then pulls out, comes on the ground. So Onan spilled his seed on the ground. And Onan was not masturbating, no. A. B, 
The reason God was mad at him was because he had disobeyed God's ruling. God had ordered him to stup this woman and continue the family line. He didn't do it. This is a story about obedience mm. and probably also about family and the, the importance of, uh, uh, of generating more and more uh, tiny Jew babies to fill the world. This but is Old Testament, right? This is OT. Yeah, yeah this is, this is Ozel Tossel. Now, I don't know if there's anywhere else in the Bible. To be fair, I don't know if there's anywhere else in the Bible that refers to what some folks now call self-abuse. I really don't. But I do know that onanism is a synonym for masturbation. And so now you know that at least one, and I think, I, I believe this is the only that I've ever heard of, um, scriptural basis for masturbation not being okay is bullshit. Now feel free, of course, to email email me at sarah at sarahbenincasa.com anytime you want to about anything at all. But if you do, or if you're a biblical scholar, you know more than I do about Onan, which is entirely possible, uh, or something in the Bible, you feel free, sarah at sarahbenincasa.com. But let's, so let's get that out of the way. Onan, you know, we don't need to blame him. Uh, I don't know why it became considered sinful. I, I, you know, I know the Catholic Church hates bodies, hates mm-hmm. sex, hates love hates human happiness. I was raised in it, so I get that. I understand. Maybe that's why. Maybe it's giving yourself a little bit of happiness in private is just not okay because the church makes no money off it and doesn't get to fuck any little kids. <laughs> that could be why masturbation is not okay. So, so now we've got that out of the way. I believe that masturbation is a beautiful thing. You are satisfying yourself. You're doing something nice for yourself. And you also are enjoying your own sexuality, your own body. You're not seeking it from elsewhere. And that can be a great thing. I mean, if you are in a committed relationship, for example, and you want to fantasize outside of your normal uh, whatever fantasy role play you may do with your lady or gentleman, maybe you don't feel right fantasizing about someone else when you're stooping someone. I think it's perfectly fine, too, but whatever. Absolutely. So let's just say you're like, okay, I want to I wanna enjoy myself. I want to relax. I want to whatever. There's a lot of reasons to masturbate, not just sexual pleasure. Sometimes it's you just need to take your mind off things. Well, go ahead and do it. I mean, it's free. It involves dexterity. It helps you out with the, the hand-eye coordination. I mean, there's nothing wrong here. There's nothing bad about masturbating so long as, you know, you don't hurt yourself doing it by, by doing it too much or something. I, uh... You were saying about being in a relationship. I was in a relationship for a year uh, with this girl um, in college who would... I had to keep uh, my masturbation a secret from her. <gasps> she thought you were cheating. Yes. Oh, like she, she hated the fact that I masturbated, but also uh, would uh, only have sex with me like twice a week. That's so annoying to me. I hate that. It you know, was the when, worst. when I was a teenager, okay, well, you know what? I, maybe I hate it because I used to be it. When I was a teenager, I was envious when boys would masturbate if I was dating them because I was like, oh, they're probably thinking about other girls, which, duh, of course they were. Yeah. They were thinking about, you know, like uh, movie stars and stuff. But, uh, you know, of course, uh, as I got older and I got cooler with masturbation, it took me a while, but once I was about 18, 19, I was like, you know what? Masturbation fucking rules. That's oh, when yeah. I got my first vibrator. And now I just, I think it's great. I mean, I mean, gals and guys, if your partner is masturbating, that's one less orgasm they're having with someone who isn't you. (laughs) (laughs) Think of it that way, for goodness sake. Well, let's get into, um, uh, first of all, the the best places to masturbate. Okay. Not on the body, but the best geographic places to masturbate. (laughs) I think, of course, the bedroom for me is is number one. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm... uh, a uh, big fan of uh, the bed. 
Just uh, the bed. Sometimes uh, my recliner, if I'm oh. Yeah, sometimes. Not a big fan of the desk, though. Like, for me, the desk is kind of... Uh, it's a place of work. It's a pl- it is. It, it's a place of work. Uh, and I've got to keep... I work from home, so I've got to keep my work and mm-hmm. uh, my business... Or my uh, sexual business uh, separate. There's uh, this comedian named Roger Hales who has a great joke about that. Uh, and he said that uh, he works from home now, so he's uh, essentially his own boss. And he found that his boss has a very relaxed attitude towards masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm not saying that I would think about Roger Hales while masturbating, but I'm saying he is a good-looking man. He is a very good-looking man. I'll put that out man. there. Yes. Now, in your apartment, you live with somebody else, a, a dude. So uh, do you guys ever hear each other masturbating? I don't think my roommate masturbates. Really? Yeah, he's a, a fairly sexless being. He hates sex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he, <laughs> he just hates when you have sex with anyone. Oh God. Oh <laughs> Much man. less yourself. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> now that is a whole different can of worms. That's a tough thing, though, when you have a, a roommate who gets pissed about you bringing people home, or you, uh, you know, you self-abusing, or whatever. That's a tough thing. Yeah, it is. See, I don't. I very rarely masturbate when he's home. Like it, ha- I have to be just. I mean, out of my mind, horny to do it, uh, and that, and then I get the headphones. Is he going to listen to this, by the way? No. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd say my my first choice is the bedroom, followed by. I'm such a bedroom masturbator. This is I know I know that the second most popular place would be the bathroom. Yes. Because you got a tile, easy cleanup. Um, also, it's private. For me, sitting on the toilet is not is not the right. I, I just I don't feel very erotic at that point. I've done it in the shower or in the bath, but um, I have never used the uh, the shower head, the detachable shower head, yeah, which, which a is lot popular. of women love. Oh yeah, they love it. Yeah. Well, it seems like that's the introduction to the vibrator. For a lot of women, it is, and for a lot of women, it's their introduction to masturbation, actually, because they have never done it before, and they happen to accidentally put their vagina under some water at some point, a stream of water, and they're like, this is neato. Why don't I just keep it up? Oh, wait, I did masturbate once in my parents' hot tub, just basically humping one of the jets. That's I, I kind of used to do that same thing myself. Were you afraid your dick would get caught in it, though? Well, I mean, the the jets were going out. Well, that's you know, true. So, yeah. yeah that's, uh, let's talk about the kind of technology that you can use in in masturbating. Because I got to say, as far as location go, bedroom and bathroom are your safest bets. You can jack off other places. I knew a guy who um, fucked a bowl of pudding. I talked to another guy who <laughs> fucked a cantaloupe. I've talked to plenty of dudes who fucked objects in the house. But but generally speaking, and they've done that in the kitchen or whatever. But generally speaking, bedroom bathroom best bet legal private you know not going to get accused of hurting anyone doing it in a car you know i've done it while someone was driving a few times which is fun it's entertaining uh, you turn them on and they're all into it and then you're into it and but let's be frank you could end up causing a car accident so yes. stick to the bedroom and bathroom however there you do have a variety of, of options in terms of technology that you can use everything from something as primitive as f- fucking yourself with uh, with a cucumber I guess we'll consider that technology for the purpose of this. Why not? To, uh, to stopping, if you're a guy, a fleshlight. Mm. Have you ever used a fleshlight? I have not used a fleshlight, but I have used a uh, cock sock. What's that? It's, uh, well, I mean, I don't know if that's the right term for it, but it's uh, one of those, it's 
Did you ever play with water weenies whenever you were a kid? What are they? No. They're uh, just pretty much uh, these, you know, little kind of plat. I, I don't. It's like, like kind like of a, a bladder. It's like kind of a bladder full of water, and it's got like a hole okay. in the middle. It's very hard to explain. Okay. Uh, but what? Not, what's the hole for? I never really figured that out uh, until it was too late. Fucking the hole? Yeah. I, I, after oh. a while, like, I figured out, like, and they were, like, toys for kids. That's weird. Yeah, it was really weird. Now that I think back on it, it's very weird because now uh, in a uh, sex shop, you can buy something that's, uh, it's sort it's rubbery mm-hmm. uh, that you can just kind of slip right on there. Okay. Uh, and you use the same masturbation uh, technique, the same masturbation motion, uh, but you fill it up with lube. Uh, and it's amazing. Like really? it, it feels amazing. Uh, and it's you know they're fairly cheap. Uh, but I, <laughs> I broke my last one. Oh my I god! You <laughs> fucked the shit out of I it. I fucked the holy living hell out of it. Is it meant to mimic? I'm assuming the feeling of of a pussy. It's kind of it's a little bit different. It's not quite the same. It's it's very much the same principle, uh, but it's something different. It's like somewhere between a vagina and your hand. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, it's, 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 it's a right. hybrid. It is a hybrid. <laughs> it's, 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 it, it's absolutely a beautiful hybrid. A little bit of electric, a little bit of gas. Of course. Um, I, I went over to Babeland, a place that, that I love, a place With, where we visited together in, in the service, of course, of course. Of, uh, of business yes. and not, not personal pleasure. But uh, we both have been there uh, on our own and with partners and things. And I uh, I went there and they showed me this really neat thing. It's it's vampire themed. It's a vamp- <laughs> vampire themed flashlight. It's called the Suck Me Dry or something. And so it's I don't believe it's the it's not from the f- company flashlight that makes flashlight, but it's similar. And it's a you know it's a plastic cylinder into which you know they have put uh, a lovely lining of, of silicon and the such. And this one has teeth in it. Oh and God. now you'd think that that would mean there were hard teeth, right? Nope, yeah. just floppy teeth. Just <laughs> floppy, made of the same stuff. So it's just is a weird mouth with weird, like, large skin tags in yeah. it. And it sounds really weird. And it is. And it is. Yeah. Um, other forms of technology, of course, for girls. You know, men don't generally indulge in the, the technology with the jacking office so much, I think. Um, women, we've just got so much. We've got... The world famous, I never used it before, Hitachi Magic Wand, uh-huh. which is the classic. And I have never used that vibrator, but it is supposed to be stupendous. Uh, I definitely, I have a, uh, a Jenna Jameson vibrator right now. It's pink and bejeweled. It's really cute. <laughs> the jewels don't go in your pussy. The jewels are at the, of, bo- the bottom. Of, of course not. Of course these not. rhinestones, it's so it's like bedazzled. And it's little, it's cute, it's fun. I like it very much. I really do love the equipment that uh, that comes out of some of the companies that are a bit more eco-friendly, mm-hmm. that are thinking about that kind of thing. So that's pretty neat. And if you go on Babeland.com, you can check out. They've got a whole bunch of green, quote-unquote, mm. toys there that I uh, that I dig a lot. There's a vibrator called the Form 6, which is wonderful. I've heard very good things about the Form 6. It's great. It's yeah. absolutely great. And there are all kinds of different ones, you know, ones that are little, big ones. And girls, you don't necessarily have to stick the vibrator inside your vajayjay. Mm-hmm. People don't know that sometimes. People, uh, there's a lot of people out there. I mean, I think I bought my mom her first vibrator <laughs> three years ago. And the thing is, a lot of people assume it has to go inside, but it doesn't. No. Uh, I'm somebody who I can squirt for sure. 
but there's generally yeah. not and there's not an orgasm accompanied by that it's yeah. a, like my my g-spot inside my vagina um when stimulated does has not yet produced an orgasm for me it does produce that you know you expel the the fluid from your urethra but it is not pee mm -hmm. it is uh, it's a whole different thing and it's it's a very fascinating situation well i'm sure we'll talk about that another time but i get like my big pleasure waves from clitoral orgasms and so if i'm going to use a vibrator most likely it's probably going to stay on my clit well isn't it uh isn't it true that the vast majority of women get you know achieve yeah. orgasm through clitoral they sure simulation do. yeah there and, and also ladies lest you feel bad about yourselves most women do not come from penetration alone most don't so you need something there whether whether it is you maneuvering yourself so that you're rubbing your clit up against his pelvis or you're actually using a vibrator fingers whatever you're not a freak if you don't come just from having his penis inside you i i've come let's see i guess during sex i have had orgasms during intercourse twice in my life and both were uh because i i believe it was because i was rubbing against his pelvis oh yeah and it was those were two of the first four times i had sex that's uh my technique it's a beautiful thing. I haven't figured out how to recapture it. I wish I <laughs> well, could I, learn I, it again. I really think it's something that uh, that the guy has to know how to do. Like, it has it's to be magical. <laughs> Where are you, magic man? And you can do it either. You can do it. Uh, uh, missionary is a way to do it. But I find the best way to do it is uh, with the woman on top. I always hear that. Yeah, that's a, I, that's the absolutely the best way to do it. I think you have to know your body, too, as a female. Like, I think I, I know my body, but I'm still getting to know it more and more uh, in the vagina area. So I think that, you know, once you... It, it helps if you know how to just go, okay, this is what I like. Mm -hmm. Or if you get together with a sex god like Marcus, who can show <laughs> you what the fuck is going on. One or the other. Um, I will recommend a website to you as a resource. It's dodsonandross.com. That's D-O-D-S-O-N, Dodson and Ross, like on Friends, dot com. It's the website of Dr. Betty Dodson, Ph.D., who has been a, a, a sex-positive pioneer, a, a sexuality educator for, oh, God, 40 years. Um, she's quite amazing, and she has a book called Sex for One which is wonderful and i highly highly suggest that if you are interested and this it's for the ladies i don't know if it has a boy section um she focuses mostly on the vajayjay if you're interested ladies in learning more about masturbating or maybe switching up your technique uh, go check that book out it also has a wonderful collection of line drawings of real vaginas and yeah. you look at them and i'm not someone who looks at the vagina and goes oh that's so beautiful i'm just like all right it's utilitarian whatever yes. i don't want to stare at it for too long <laughs> um, I mean, like I've eaten pussy, but I didn't, you know, I didn't stare at it. I was yeah. just sort of like, all right, here we go. I know what my job is. Now you do your job. But um, if you if you're somebody who's self-conscious about the way your pussy looks, which some people are, this book is great because you just see such a wide variety of vaginas. And most women haven't seen other women's vaginas up close. All right. So uh, you should go check it out. It's delightful. I, I looked at it for the first time when I was 19 and it changed my beautiful life forever. <laughs> Well, I'd say that's a good place to, to segue into our next segment. I, I think, think so as well. Solo dining. Feeding your face. <laughs> giving yourself pleasure in your tummy instead of your genitalia. Yes. And doing it alone. Masturbation has been, of course, 
criticized throughout the ages and, and ballyhooed and demonized and all this stuff. But I, I will tell you this. I think that dining by oneself is even less socially acceptable. I think this day and age, yes. Mm-hmm. In the past, uh, I think that it would have been, uh, you know, masturbation was the unspeakable. It was a sin. It was tied to, you know, God zapping yeah. you and all that jazz. So I agree with you. Even if you weren't religious, it was still something that just wasn't appropriate to talk about. Uh, and I think that people are much more likely to masturbate. I mean, not even. I mean, it's not even a contest. Yeah. How mm-hmm. many more people masturbate than than will just refuse to uh, eat alone? People will not. People do not do it. I mean, you'll eat alone by yourself. Turn the TV on. Eat mm-hmm. alone. Read the paper. Um, but not a lot of people will go out to a restaurant and take themselves out on a little date and just eat by themselves. Yeah. Why? Why do you think that is? Um, I think it's one of those things where you're sitting there at the table and almost everyone else in the restaurant is there eating with someone else. I think it's just a human reaction uh, to, I don't know, uh, the desire for companionship. Yes. Uh, and going out to eat at a place with uh, a waiter and all of that. And I think also, it, I think you sometimes have to be a bit of a reader. Because uh, I know whenever I go out and eat by myself, uh, I won't do it without a book because I feel uncomfortable because I have nowhere to look. Yes. You know, it's like you can be focused on the person that's with you or the group that's with you. Uh, but if you're by yourself, uh, just, I think people feel like, I know at least I do, that there needs to be some sort of activity uh, that is uh, accompanying the meal. Yes, and I think it also makes other people, I, I adore going out to eat alone. It's something I started when I was in college, and I love it. And it makes other people more comfortable if you are occupied with a task. Yes. Because they do not know what to do with someone who goes out by him or herself and, and has a lovely time. They feel stared at. They feel weird. Um, it's different if you are sitting in a place with high foot traffic where there's a ton of people watching. But if you are just chilling, I mean, they're, they're going to, they might not say it, but people look at you. Your waiter kind of looks at you. Um Let's start at the beginning. I want to start with some guidelines at the beginning. So you want to take yourself out on a date. You want to find a place where they've got tables that are like two tops. So it's just two people. Uh, or a place that doesn't have a lot of customers. Or a place that um, it, it, it's, you know, it's a slow time of the night. You can sit by yourself. Personally, my favorite thing to do, a booth. Sitting by yourself oh, in a great. booth is awesome. If your TGI Fridays <laughs> is not that busy and you can grab a booth, that is boss. That is the best. So much, so much fun. Um, and uh, I think that there are some places that are particularly excellent for eating by yourself because they tend to have people there who are eating by themselves. And they also tend to offer uh, proper seating options. Yes. So I, I just want to run down a few of my personal favorites. Uh, across the country uh, in washington dc if you go to the smith the smithsonian smithsonian museum of the american indian i believe is what it's called it's 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 not the native american i don't think but whatever first peoples first nations whatever that that museum the smithsonian the cafeteria first of all admission free second of all the cafeteria is one of the greatest places to eat in the world A museum cafeteria sounds fantastic. It's great because you've got people from all over the world there. People in ones, twos, threes, sixes. People are confused. You're going to have to sit at a communal (laughs) table. You know, you'll have to sit at a communal table, but that's okay. 
because you just do your own thing. It's noisy, it's loud, it's active, and, and then you can go and learn something. I mean, the fry bread, out of control. They, they have fry bread. Oh, there. my <laughs> God, Marcus, do they have fry bread? They have <laughs> Traditional food. Native American oh, food, my yeah, God. for those who don't know. Which is, it, it's very similar to, if you're Italian like I am, the, the common zeppoli is delicious. It's a fried dough, uh, a funnel cake. It's like a Native American funnel cake. Oh, okay. My God, it is delicious. And I'm sure it's yet another thing that we stole from them. But <laughs> Jesus Christmas, it is so good. Uh, they have uh, fresh, mostly local when they can, but sometimes they import uh, food from all over the place, and they make cuisine from all over the world, mm-hmm. as long as it's by the sort of so-called Native people. So that that's a great place to go. Um, and if you're in Los Angeles, I love a place called Birds, which is near UCB West. Mm-hmm. It's on, uh, I believe it's on Franklin. And it is across the street from the beautiful... Uh, Scientology Celebrity Center. <laughs> Big place, looks like a castle, gorgeous, enjoy it. Functions as a hotel and meeting space for out-of-town Scientologists. Now, if you are in, and, and the birds is great, get on the patio, there's foot traffic, you have a good time. Asheville, North Carolina, love a place called The Laughing Seed, wonderful big hippie place. There's also a place called Tupelo Honey, best biscuits in the world. Uh, they open late, I advise getting there like 2 in the morning on a Saturday and just have a time. If you're down in Carborough, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, Weaver Street Market, great place, uh, organic, fresh foods, blah, blah, blah. You go, you get your stuff, you go sit on the lawn, you buy some of their wine, you just have a time. You know, uh, you've been mentioning, uh, you say, sitting on the lawn and uh, the patio. I think that is the one way, it's the only way that I can eat by myself and not have something else to do. Because you've got people... Uh, especially if you've got, you know, a sidewalk cafe, you've got people coming around. Uh, and, you know, you can look at people uh, as they're going by, and you don't uh, creep anyone out. Nope. You look at people. they got their dogs. There's little kids in, in baby carriages. There's Maybe there's a, a horrible, debilitating accident right outside on the street. There's a lot to check out, and I, I absolutely <laughs> agree with you. Down in uh, one of my favorite cities, and I just found out I'm going to be performing at the Piccolo Spoleto Festival, which is, I've wanted to perform at this festival since I was a little girl, and so I'm very excited that I get to uh, go, well, maybe since I was a girl. <laughs> I'm trying to think how long <laughs> it's been going on. four years old. Certainly since, I started hanging out in South Carolina when I was eight, so I would say I have wanted to do something uh, there since then in terms of an artistic thing, and um, anyway, I'm just really fucking excited about it. So, Charleston, South Carolina. There is a place, and, and this is this might just be where the two topics on this episode of sex and other human activities really intersect. There is a place called Hyman's Seafood. H Y M A N. It is owned by one of the premier longtime Jewish families in Charleston, South Carolina. I love going to Hyman Seafood by myself, ordering a bowl, sitting at a little table, corner booth, whatever, uh, ordering a bowl of their amazing she-crab soup, which is made from the row of the, the female crab. It is a delight. They are friendly. The service is fantastic. And wherever you sit, they put a little brass plate that tells you what famous person sat there. Oh. So maybe it's Robin Williams. <laughs> Maybe it is Gloria Estefan. Mm. Maybe it is Amy Grant. Could be the Hoff. Could be the Hoff. The Hoff? David Hasselhoff. Oh, when you said, I, I heard it as H-O-T-H, and I was like, <laughs> like on Hoff? 
<laughs> Maybe it is like the, the sixth uh, the sixth planet in the Hoth system, the <laughs> ice planet. The fucking Tauntaun sit there. <laughs> I got really excited about it. Yes, that's when you Weird. you cut open a person and climb inside them and eat your she grabs. Boy, I thought this restaurant smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're friends. This yeah. is why we're friends. And I will say this: a great place to eat anywhere in this great nation. Um. Any Waffle House. Any Waffle House. See, I can, the one place uh, that uh, I can always go to and feel 100% comfortable uh, dining alone, any diner. Oh, like, yes. Any good old just American diner. Yeah. Like, I can, It's. I really like uh, counter diners. There's a place Ooh. over on, uh, let's see, it's uh, right off of St. Mark's Place, uh, right next to the Stomp Theater. Uh, oh. That it's uh, it's just this tiny place. They only have a counter. They make a, an amazing uh, cheeseburger, uh, and that's one of the places that I can go. You know, order, dine alone, and just sort of stare. Yeah, the counter thing is a good thing. Also, if mm. you go to a Japanese restaurant and they go, okay, do you want to sit at the sushi bar by yourself? If people aren't being talky, that's great. You mm. got to assess the situation. Is it's a kind of is this a singles pickup place where people are going to talk at you or what? But a diner is great because diners are made diners. And Waffle Houses, which Waffle House is really just a, a chain diner. Yes. These places are repositories, way stations, oases for the, the just the dregs of human existence. <laughs> just your, Of which your, I consider myself a part me, of. Me too, absolutely. Your freaks, your weirdos, your sickos, your loners, your artists, your meth heads, your serial killers. <laughs> all the derelicts go yeah. there. And quite often, derelicts like us are not accompanied by friends for good reason. Yes. So <laughs> your Waffle House, you get them, you know, smothered and covered. Oh, God. i got to go to Waffle House. Uh, <laughs> you get your smothered and covered waffles, and you have a wonderful time. You go to the diner. You get a piece of pie, a cup of coffee. Oh, it's perfection. Well, we're going to wrap up real soon, but I want to just let you know a few more things that I think are key to dining out. If your waiter gets weird with you, like just a lot of times they'll go, just one. That's totally fine. Yes, just one. They're not being jerks. They're just, you know, they're, they just understand it. Just one. Yep. Just one. Uh, and if they get weird about it, you can always go, I promise I'll drink for two. Whoa. Whoa. Or you can go, but I'll tip for two. <laughs> you can say some bullshit like that. If somebody gets attitude with you and it's like, why don't you? Why doesn't a pretty girl like you have somebody? Which is crazy. That person, in that case, that person is a bad person, <laughs> and you can just say, because uh, I'm too awesome for other people, yeah. or you can just go fuck off, leave, and go someplace else. <laughs> you can draw. Great thing to do. Draw. I uh, do that as well. Love it. Drawing the coloring. Just bring some crayons and fucking do it. Who cares? You can write. You can read. You can tweet. I have a phone. It's a terrible phone. It's called the Droid 2. It's an R2-D2 edition. Um, it is awful. It is a piece of shit. Do not buy a Droid. The phone is awful. However, the uh, the internet aspect is really fun. Uh -huh. And so I have the, the, the Twitter application for Droid, and I use it. And if you just, any kind of phone, if your phone has text messaging capabilities, you can text your mess your you can text tweets right to twitter um just go to twitter.com and fucking learn about it i don't have time to explain this to you this is about sex and other human activities <laughs> yes which granted could include tweeting but whatever okay so you tweet you live tweet somebody else's conversation <laughs> i love it oh it's so much fun oh my god and people tweet back at you they're mm. like dude what and you know people dare you to do stuff yeah i'd be like you guys i mean i i was sitting next to a couple it was it was a fag a fag and a fag hag, 
and um, the guy was going, Ugh, I hated seeing Fela the musical. It was so dumb. It's just like, he's like this African renegade who like which is a great way to describe Fela. and he's saying renegade with such disdain renegade and it was just a lot of african dancing and it was so loud i hated it i left and i was like this is amazing i need to tweet <laughs> this and hear the feedback from other people and the girl was like really um as um is into the woods still playing can i get tickets into the woods clothes into the woods was a thing i believe into the woods was on broadway steven sondheim musical uh late 80s through the early 90s i believe <laughs> she's like can i get tickets to into the woods it's like you know maybe there was a, a revival at some point later in the 90s Could i don't be. know point is into the woods has not been on fucking broadway for a, a, a long ass time and then he was like oh, no that's like that totally closed in like 2005 which it didn't <laughs> it closed way before then and so just hearing these two idiots uh, talking to each other and trying to teach one another about things was just so wonderful. And so there were a lot of people on Twitter uh, very entertained by this and were daring me to do certain things. I actually ordered dessert and stayed longer eating by myself at this wonderful <laughs> restaurant because of these two assholes. It's yeah. so fun. A great way to feel superior or inferior. Yeah. You may be live tweeting a conversation of two people who are just really cool and you just like what they're doing and, and you just want to kind of become a fan of them and you're like, okay, I'm sitting next to this guy. He's so cool. He's, you don't want to you don't want to describe him too closely because yeah. a friend, like, eh, who knows what if a friend of theirs sees it or they see it. So just go, you know, oh, I'm sitting by this guy. He has the coolest hat. Oh, man. If it's, does anybody have a hat like this? It looks like sort of like a like an Irish fisherman's hat. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, you know, you do that. And it's just fun. It's a way to occupy yourself. And, and you're, you're taking your solo experience and you're making it a group experience. And it's lovely. It is. Well, that's all the time we have this week for sex and other human activities. It was a wonderful first episode. It was so. a wonderful first episode, Marcus. We're, we're fucking amazing. We are. Oh, God. Marcus, where can people go to learn more about you? They can go to... Uh, I have run another podcast called uh, The Roundtable of Gentlemen. Fuck that other podcast. Fuck you! It's with Murder Fist. Yeah, it's with three members of Murder Fist and comedians Ben Kissel and uh, Kevin Barnett. Uh, it is nothing like this one. Uh, and if we're talking about sex, it's going to be oh, awful. Filthy. Yeah, very. It's a filthy show. It's an absolutely filthy show. Uh, but I love it. They can also go to. Uh, nah, shit, I don't really have a whole lot else. <laughs> you got Facebook. Twitter. You got I the got Twitter. I, I have not done a tweet in over a year. Well, you know what? Maybe you're going to start. Quite possibly. Tell them what the Twitter is. Uh, it's just at Marcus Parks. Twitter.com slash Marcus Parks, and people will start to follow, and then you will be motivated to tweet more. I believe so, quite possibly. And uh, I am Sarah Benincasa. I'm at sarahbenincasa.com, B-E-N-I-N-C-A-S-A. And uh, you can hang out with me at twitter.com slash Sarah J. Benincasa. If you want to see where I will be in a city near you very soon, or uh, or you want to, I don't know, sign up for a mailing list because you need more fucking emails, uh, go to... <laughs> sarahbenincasa.com slash shows and uh, you're magical you're fucking magical we've had a delightful time and we will talk to you on the next episode of sex and other human activities oh wait oh wait oh wait we love listener mail yes so if you want to send us mail which you should sarah no age fuck that sarah <laughs> at sarahbenincasa.com hey sarah's with h's i love you except for sarah palin uh you're great <laughs> I don't, I don't have one. I was not gifted one of those. 
and I've always wanted one, and, and I've only recently come to accept it. So it's just no diss against you. <laughs> Sarah at SarahBenincasa.com. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>